You are now tuned into the Boxing Bros. I'm Caden. I'm here with my co-host. They're going to introduce themselves. But first, I'm picking the Chiefs. Go Mahomes. What's going on, everybody? It's the commissioner, a.k.a. True Dollar Bill. And this is G. What's good? And I'm picking the Eagles. It's your boy. And I'm back. It's the T-B-E, baby. Let's make a bet. Ned, don't do it. You know, if you the Eagles back. win, I'll pay you ten dollars. But if, if the Chiefs win, win, you gotta pay me fifty. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Lower down to like twenty. <laughs> I'm just joking. This dude's really about to take this stuff. Easy, easy. That sounds like a. That sounds like a bet. That that sounds. Right, well, you, you wanna you wanna inform the people of a bet you, that Ned made? You wanna enlighten us, Ned, about your bet? Yeah. All right. So. Uh, G, come on camera because you the spotlight, my boy. You the spotlight. Come on, come on camera. Oh, not not part of me. Tell, tell the people. Tell the tell the people how you hustle them, G. I mean, yeah. how you hustle them. Yo, how about you explain that? Nah, how about you? Tell me how you hustle them, man. Go ahead. All right, so this is how I hustle, G. Yo, you feel me? How you hustle? I was like, yo, G. Put my. He was talking. You know, yeah. Off on air, G want to be all civil and peaceful with everybody. Like speak all prevalent. You know, you know what I'm saying. But off air, G want to be like a monster, like this, that, and third. Da 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 da. So I was like, Yo, G on the phone. I was like, Yo, G put money on it. So I put a hundred dollars. Water bodies. Your burrito, and I'm like, You serious? Yo, who? <laughs> a burrito. You know, yeah, Andy Ruiz, Andy Ruiz. I'm sorry, you know, fat joke, but it's not, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into all, I don't cancel culture. Chill out. So I'm like, yo, G, if what if, if it goes to the decision, hundred dollars split, where we go back and forth. If Andy Ruiz win, hundred dollars. If um, Wilder wins, hundred dollars by decision. But I was like, if Wilder knocks him out, I'll give you two hundred dollars, but you know. I, I I didn't get to finish my part. I want to say this on air right now. G, if Andy Ruiz knocks Wada out, can I get that same compensation? Nah. That's <laughs> yo, I don't already over. Now he want to try to over. You already, already shook on it and everything. You we already agreed to that terrible yeah, shit. Your fault you made that foolish Did we shake? And this is a prime example of why you need advisors and negotiators <laughs> when you're not up for the task. I'm just uh, saying, yo, Ruiz ain't no easy slouch. That's all. Yeah. all right. Now, switching gears, the first topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Anthony Joshua says that money is his motivation and he fights for the money. And some people got upset about that. We're going to take a listen to what Anthony Joshua had to say. And then we're going to discuss his comments in greater detail. All right, let's take a look and listen to what Anthony Joshua had to say. Where does the desire come from and what is the desire? Obviously, I know you love to fight. I like making money. Straight up, like, this is a prize fighting sport. Like, I've been broke. My family's been broke. I know what this means. And I do it, like, because I'm good at it and I hustle hard. And when it's all said and done... No one will care about me no more. So I've got to make the most of it while I'm here. Where does the desire so come from? And what Anthony Joshua said, he said the desire comes from money. And people got mad and were upset with his answer to that question. Trill Dollar Bill, what's your reaction to AJ saying that? He fights for money. Money's his motivation. Everybody has their own motivations. 
Shout out to NBA Joshua. You know what I'm saying? That's his new name, NBA Joshua. Never broke again, Joshua. You know, what I'm saying? You know? that's his new name. I ain't mad at him. Um, yeah, man, when you come from the dirt, you come from the gutter, you know, you don't want to go back there. So you might use this as your motivation. You know, people use other things as motivation. Matter of fact, shout out to the young man last night, Oshiki Foster. I'm, I hope I'm saying your name right, young man. You won the featherweight WBC uh, belt last night against Ray Vargas. You know, you outclassed him. You showed a lot of skill. And I wanted to give you a, a, a shout out. And your motivation, because you lost two fights. You was down, two fights. You know, and you came back, you went on a nine, uh, people rent you off. You had promotional issues, people ran you off, and you came back, had a nine uh, fight winning streak, and you just went out here and you upset it, the undefeated Ray Vargas, who was trying to be three-time world champion in three different weight classes. So shout out to you, young man. Your motivation was that you lost your mother with cancer and you had to take care of your five siblings. So that's his motivation. And shout out to your trainer as well. Y'all got the same trainer as Regis Progress. So your trainer is a, is a bad mother lover as well. You got two WBC champions. You got Regis Progress. You got this young man, Oshiki uh, Foster. So shout out to them. So I'm not mad at AJ at all, you know, NBA Joshua. I'm not mad at him at all for saying that this is his motivation because we all need tackling. Well, baby. hold on, Trill. Let me just, you know, you said that uh, Foster lost his mom. Mm-hmm. And he needed to take care of his family, mm-hmm. and that motivated him to fight well. Yes, isn't that, isn't that a nice way of saying that? Money. That's a nice way of saying that, right? Yeah, that's a nice way to say it, right? Okay, I was checking. Nah, nah, nah. That's that's dope, my brother, because it's motivation. All these fighters, they might not say it in that way, but when it comes down to it, is they don't never want to be broke again. You know, and they got to take care of their families. So these guys is fighting and they're sitting there putting everything on the line so that they can be able to take care of their families. So I'm not mad at Anthony Joshua. All right. Good insight, Dollar Bill. Conspiracy. G. I, this situation is a little tricky for me because I actually agree with AJ, but this is why it's tough. You know, I believe probably like 98% of athletes, you know, they get into this sport at the elite level for the money, right? That's the number one motivation. But then there's the other 2% that is like their motivation is truly greatness, you know? So it's tough because in the beginning, especially in boxing, I feel like boxing is like a poor man's sport where it's like, you got to be down and out to get punched in your face and, and and to endure training camp to be sore, to get battered, bruised, and wake up every morning, like 4 in the morning, to do it all over again every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because you're like, hey, I'm poor. I'm going to make it to this level. Boom, I'm there. But once you get there, it's like, is that still your motivation? You're rich. You're wealthy. You're in the mansion. You got... You got you know, like foreign cars, women from all over the world. You know what I mean? You get everything that you wanted. That motivation, I don't know, could still keep you motivated to remain 
in that number one spot. I don't know. So I, I feel like it's a trick bag with AJ because it's like, yeah, he's saying that. But it, it would be nice if the motivation was, yeah, money's part of it, but I want to be the greatest ever, like ever, you know? And then I'd be like, all right, I see him like, you know, really taking it like to the next level because money can only get you so far. And then after getting punched so many times, you're like, yo, I'm already rich. Why I got it? Why am I, why am I doing this punishment? You know what I'm saying? Like, so then he might just give up in the ring. So, but I, I see both of y'all with your hands up. Go ahead. How would you then say, because my question is, if you say you have to start off poor to become champion, I can, I can walk with you then. Mm -hmm. But you say, like, once you accomplish, it's hard. I think of, like, Floyd Mayweather. I think of Elo Alvarez, right? I think of... Oh, well, my response to those two gentlemen, though, is I don't think they're motivated by money. They're motivated by greatness, legacy. I think that's the difference. We don't think Floyd's motivated by money. Money. Let's just be real. Let's get him. I promise you, Floyd out of anyone, well, well he does not want to lose. I yo, you can just tell by his demeanor, his attitude. He's not the type of dude that takes a L easy. That's the difference. He always wants to want to be compensated. It's just in them. It's like bro, a you can talk about guys who fight for legacy. Manny Pacquiao fights for legacy. Eighth division world champion. Oldest walkaway champion in the history of the sport. But he no. don't fight for free. Yes, I agree. <laughs> no, but I agree. But but that's what really motivates a guy to keep going and continuing. <laughs> Excuse me. When you're saying, you know, my motivation is strictly money, right? It's usually cool when you're on the come up. But once you get there, yo, that that's not the same. The motivation has to change because it's like after a while. Matter of fact, right before we recorded, right, we were just talking about this. Like we get to particular positions, right? We're getting good money, but then we're like, yo, man, this job is stressing me. But the money's great, but people will still quit. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because it's like the motivation isn't enough. That money isn't enough. It needs to be something more, like. Something fulfilling, you know what I mean? I don't know if money is fulfilling, AJ. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's great to have. And, it, you know, all, all of us want money, you know what I mean? But once we have it, what's our motivation to stay at the top, to stay number one? Only a handful of people could still be like, yeah, it's only money, so I'm going to keep going. Because people get comfortable with money. You know what I mean? People get lazy with money. Athletes get lazy all the time. We see this all the time. So that's why I was like, it's a trick bag for me. Because it's like, it could work, but it may not work. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. Like, for me, yo, I go to my job every day, obviously, for the pay, right? Even though I may hate certain things about my job, I go, damn, but I'm making some good money. So I do it. You get what I'm saying? But however, if there's a better opportunity, you'll take it. Or maybe it comes a time where you go, like, yo, enough is enough. The money's not worth it. I quit. You see what I'm saying? So I don't know if... That's the realest motivation that AJ could tap into. I think greatness should be his greatest motivation because he he could possibly obtain greatness. He's he he has all the tools, except for one thing, in my opinion, but he's almost there. So it's like I feel like that's what he should be like latching on to as opposed to 
yo, man, I just want to keep making M's. I don't know. That's uh, that's why I feel like uh, it's a, like trick bag for me. I don't know, you you want to get in? No, I was just saying maybe it just depends on just your feelings for for AJ. Maybe that really is his motivation to keep up with his lifestyle, to keep taking care of his family. Maybe he said money, and it just sounded like just somebody just saying money. But like I explained with the 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 uh, the young the young man Foster, it's a hidden thing behind that. Maybe he's taking care of his family. Maybe it's things that he got to take care of. So he fights for money to be able to provide. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? And then when you think of the, all the greats, right? Um, you think of all the greats, like 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 Caden was saying, they don't fight for free. Yes, they fight for legacy. Yes, they say all the right things. But at the end of the day, these guys is fighting and saying they're retiring and then coming back and having negotiating issues and all this. Because at the end of the day, the bottom line, at the end of the day, even though this is, is, is about being great and legacy, at the end of the day, just around the world, the only thing that matters is the almighty dollar. Which is true. Which is true. You have I'm, to feel, and this I, I'm is about the motivation, though. That's what I'm, I'm motivation is to keep the lifestyle that you have. Mm-hmm. That's the motivation, right there. Just to keep the lifestyle and keep everybody comfortable. Because, like you said, G, this is a lonely sport. This is from you know what I'm saying. You got to be down to get punched in your face and all this, and you you're feeling down and look because you're doing this for your family. All of us up here sacrifice time away from our family so that they can have the things that we didn't have when we were growing up. Am I correct? That's a fact. Yeah, that's one hundred. So this is this. That's why I said it's, it's no, it's, it's no different. That's why I say it's, it's no different. But I totally agree with you were saying when it comes to certain fighters. But I'm not going to hold him to the fire because I think it's, it's maybe it was more. Uh, Deeper than what he's just saying with just money, you know. Just for the record, too, I'm not saying I'm hating on his answer because I don't know, like, if that's really his motivation. And I hope that's what we're doing. I'm hoping it is because I actually like, you know, that that press conference. I like this new AJ. I I think he's making a good decision doing the moves that he's move he's doing. You know what I'm saying? But but money is tricky because a lot of people when they get it. They lose it because now they got it. They don't feel like they need to work as hard anymore. So I'm just curious to know, like, AJ, you sure that's your motivation? And that's where I was, like, a little iffy. But I respect it nonetheless. T-B-E. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. Let's get this. Let's put everything in context. Yeah, I feel AJ was saying this is at the point in his career. Because early in his career, AJ was saying, yo, I want to be undisputed. I want this about legacies, about this, about that. But you know, after you lose a couple of fights, and I love you, AJ. I love you to death, AJ. I'll catch a bullet for you. Know, you know, it's it's crazy, but you know, <laughs> AJ. I get what you're saying, man. At this point in your life, it's all about the money, yo. After you gone, after you done been making what 25, 40, 60, 80 million dollars a year after a fight, or you've been the highest earner in boxing or in in your division, and now you got to go fight James James Franklin. And you see, like the checks ain't hitting like they used to. Yeah, money's my motivation because it's like I got like like just I got a lifestyle to live. I got I got things to pay for. So you gotta get back to your crown, your, your throne. You gotta sit back on your seat. And AJ, I understand, yo. If, if the dollar sign, 
drives you, don't let it blind you. That's all I say. Bars, huh? And that's all I'm saying. It's like, yo, there's so much going. Like, like, AJ was at the top for so long. Now that you, you, you know, like, you know, what is it? Um, growing up, you used to see all these TV shows and things like that where people rich and they they go broke for a second and then they get it back. Like, that's this is your your humble moment. It's your humbling moment. Just humble yourself. I know money's your motivation, but it's not your dedication. Thank you. That was all right, TBE. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Right. you got some things to say, but you know, it is what it is. Hey, man, listen, yo, Ned, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope you're right, Ned. I just hope you're right. Look, I'm going to tell you, as someone who, since I was 12, spent my uh, time in, in boxing gyms because I, I had my brother to protect me, and then he went, he went on vacation. And I was uh, by myself. I went to college. You went to college. Went to young. And I was, and I was by myself. Uh, so I had to learn how to fight because I, I didn't have anyone there to fight my battles for me. So I walk into a boxing gym, and when you're in there as a kid, you are motivated by legacy. You want to be like Mike Tyson. You want to be like Felix Trinidad. You want to be like Oscar De La Hoya. You want to be like the great fighters you see on TV. But as you get older, you realize life comes with this thing called bills. Fact. And all types of bills. You got to pay mortgage, rent, wherever you you got to pay to stay. Health insurance, all kinds. Yeah. Of yeah. You got to pay to stay. Then there's utilities. You got to pay water, electric, sewer, trash, and a whole bunch of other things. I'm, I'm probably forgetting right now for the sake of time. Move on to the next thing you got to pay. You got to buy food. You have to feed yourself. You have to clothe yourself. Yeah, feed your babies. Diapers. You got to have transportation. So bills start coming in. So all the desire in the world isn't going to take care of those bills. But you don't just have bills. Your kids have bills. Your parents have bills. Anybody breathing air that you love has bills. So you fight for legacy. But legacy doesn't feed your family. And that's what Floyd Mayweather used to say all the time. It's not that Floyd didn't want to be undefeated. It's not that Floyd didn't care about his legacy. At the end of the day, he knew that his kids were not going to be able to eat those belts. <laughs> AJ's already won the belts. He's defended the belts. He did his best. To become undisputed. It didn't work out. He made a lot of money. What he knows is he may not have those belts, but he still has the money. He still has the ability to make the money. So when you ask AJ what's his motivation and he says money, people get mad. What you're looking at is an athlete being honest with you. Just recently, LeBron James broke the NBA record scoring the most regular season points of all time. He also has the most regular season, uh, I mean, the most playoff points of all time, but he broke that a while ago. The point is LeBron did that. And guess why I see LeBron after he breaks the record? 
I see commercials. You think LeBron didn't get paid off those commercials? <laughs> LeBron currently is a billionaire in the NBA. Think about that. Some Michael Jordan never did. Michael Jordan became a billionaire, but that was after he played basketball. Michael um, LeBron James takes the NBA basketball court every day and plays with a bunch of guys who don't have his type of money. He's a billionaire, and he still plays basketball. Why do you think that is? See, I argue greatness. I think no, he's just addicted to greatness. Hold on, no, hear me out. If it's about legacy, if there was ever a player in position to take the minimum, the league minimum, and load his team up, it would be LeBron James. He's a billionaire. But guess what LeBron James does? He takes the court and he's paid a max contract. Says he refuses to take a dime less than the max. Why? Because he deserves it. And he's not giving the owners any breaks. So it is about money, right? He is determined for greatness. He strives for greatness. He's motivated by greatness. But he also realizes his worth, his value. So what's wrong with Anthony Joshua saying, yeah, I fight. I'm the only one, like you said, G, I'm the only one in the ring getting punched. I'm the one who has to go to the hospital. I'm the one who has to have the tube stuck in me. I'm the one who has trouble sleeping because I because I got took all these punches. I need to be fully compensated. Pay me, Eddie. Pay me, DeZone. Pay me. And we're talking about a you gotta look at who asked that question. Eddie Hearn asked him that question. And you got to look at what's going on with Eddie Hearn and what's going on around the zone right now when he says, money is my motivation. So to me, there's nothing wrong with what he said. <laughs> so pretty much, yo, the UK blame AJ for the price increase. <laughs> <laughs> yo, go ahead, uh, TV. Yeah, I, I just, I don't want to interrupt, but I would just want to jump and say this. I think AJ's looking around like, you know, no, how you be like, how they say it, the saying, like, if your man get beat up in front of your woman, and now your woman looks at you, it's like she looks at she questions you. No, no, listen, listen, listen. I just think AJ is looking at Eddie because Eddie's looking like AJ's finished and AJ's on his way out because he done lost three fights, whatever. And AJ's like, now nah, I gotta get on my paper, I gotta get on my bag. And Eddie's looking for the next horse, horse to ride. Pause. Whatever, whatever y'all gonna say. I don't care if y'all chewing me up in comments because it is what it is. But it's that <laughs> Eddie, Eddie saw AJ as opportunity, and AJ sees door the like he's on his way out. But AJ is not gonna give up on his career or nothing like that. But money is the money is the key goal to like prove that I'm still that top dog in this league. Just like you know, like AJ Canelo lost, you lost. Wada loss. Uh, there's a plenty of fighters. Pacquiao lost. There's plenty of fighters that came back from losses. You could do the same thing, my boy. That's all. You could do the same thing. You just oh, got well, a shot for AJ. Right. Here's, hey, a, here's the reality that people don't really put in perspective. Your life as a fighter, your years as a fighter, your earning potential as a fighter is very short. Mm -hmm. And you have to make enough money to last you a lifetime. Right? Exactly. You have to make, in that window of your career, you have to make enough money to last you a lifetime, 
right? So if you don't do that, you're going to have hard times. And you see a lot of fighters recognizing that. Some fighters realize it early, so they make investments so that they can always have some income coming in, right? And I think what you're seeing from AJ is he's realizing, like, I am, I was at the peak of my earning powers. Now I've diminished somewhat. And you heard what he said. He said, because when I'm finished, no one's going to care about me anyway. I think he's starting to realize that after his L's, things were different. Endorsements weren't rolling in the way it was. People weren't coming. So he's saying, like, okay, I see what this is. I got to make my bread now to support me. So I like this. And people can get mad at AJ, but AJ's the monster you created. And nobody, and nobody wants to accept accountability for that. But AJ's the monster you created because they love you when you up. They kick you when you down. Right. Everybody wants to run with you and take a picture with you and be seen with you when you're the champ. But once you lose those belts, everybody's like, oh, they want to separate themselves. What AJ did was he said, I lost them belts, but my bank account's still good. So F them belts. I'm going to build my bank account up. And that's all I really care about. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can collect those belts while doing that. Floyd Mayweather done showed you that. But let's look at how he lost those belts. And this is where I get at Eddie. I'm not going to rehash it. I'm not going to relive it. But he didn't need to fight Usyk. He could have vacated that belt, let Usyk get it, took another big money fight against Fury or someone else, made the same amount of money he made from Usyk and still would have been marketable. Let Usyk build up their fight, and then he could have made more money for that fight with Usyk. You know, he also didn't have to fight Andy Ruiz, and we're going to get into that a little bit later, but... Who encouraged him to walk into that ring? Remember, at the end of that fight, his daddy was mad and was in whose face? So, again, this is what I'm talking about. I think what AJ's realizing is nobody cares about me more than I care about myself. I got to be for myself, and I got to be able to take care of myself when this is done because Eddie and no one else is going to give me a bag when I retire. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is comments made by Anthony Joshua, where he admits he wasn't right going into the Andy Ruiz fight. Let's take a listen to what Anthony Joshua had to say, and then we'll come back and discuss this in greater detail. All right, so here's what Anthony Joshua had to say. Looking at the Andrew Ruiz fight, no excuse, but I think looking at that, you could see from the ring walk that something went right. But I've never come up and said, oh, this is the problem and this is why, so... If people want to live off that, they can live off that. But the difference is, when you watch them fights on TV, it's one thing. But when you step in the ring with me, it's another thing. So um, you can watch as much as you want, but until you face me, you'll never know what it's like. Looking at the Andrew Ruiz fight, no excuse. But Watch AJ's face when he says something isn't right. Watch how he looks at Eddie Hearn. Andrew Ruiz fight, no excuse. But I think looking at that, you could see from the ring walk that something went right. But I've never come up and said, oh, this is the problem and this is... Okay, so now we're going to discuss that. G got a look on his face, so I'm going to go to G. G. Oh, oh, no, no, I was just like, is he <laughs> was he looking at Eddie or was he looking at Frank? Yeah, G. Eddie, you saw Eddie was sitting, right? I'll put it back up. Yeah, but I mean, you know. I'll put it back up. Hold on. Yeah, you can throw, you can throw it to me, man. I'll take it. Oh. I, thought, I, I, thought, I don't even like how that sounded, Ned. I don't even I think looking at that, you could see from the ring walk that something went right. But I've never come up and right, said, so oh, this is right. the problem. 
Now, watch when the camera pans out. Watch when the camera pans out. You see where Eddie is? Yeah, but he's like right next to Ring. I don't know. I mean, whatever. I can talk about it, though. But all right, cool. So, all right, this, well, I'll say this. It's kind of funny, too, that we about to. No, nah, we said we were throwing it to Ned, man. Oh, okay. All right, go ahead, Ned. Yeah, watch your it. mouth. Yo, yo, my Ned, Ned, take my, it. Take it, <laughs> all right, from what I t- my take on this, like that fight night, yo, we all remember it's a mem- memorable moment. And when AJ, like when AJ was go- gonna do his ring walk, it took like thirty minutes, and we was like, "Oh, what's going on? Is AJ good? This that thing?" When he finally came out, you could see on his face. I don't know if he was starstruck by all the the entire, like you know the the crowd in the in the US. It's his first time fighting in America, this, that, and third. And it's like it was just a different it was just different environment for AJ. I don't know if he his stomach had his eyes had biggest bigger uh, had a bigger eyes his eyes what is, oh my goodness I'm not losing the pain. His stomach had bigger eyes his eyes <laughs> I'm a, he just he just wanted more than we could handle. He could bear. He wanted more than he could handle at that moment. And when he it, it was in that environment, it, it was just too much for him. And that's my that's my perspective on the situation. But AJ, when you was walking to the ring, we all saw you was not in the right headspace to be in this fight. And all this blame goes on Big Baby Miller. Cause you messed this fight up. This fight was for you. He built up his. He built up all this animosity against you, and he had to fight a random, random civilian who is not a celebrity. <laughs> no disrespect to Andy Ruiz, but you know, we got the we got to look back. You know what it is. What up? You had something to say, G? Are you looking like you're not in your head. Like you got, you got bad, man, do what you got to do. But it looked. It was just. It was just so much was going on in this fight. Nah, and in this fight, it was going good. It was going good. Till it went bad, and now that's what hurt me the most because it was going good. It was going good. AJ knocked him down. I'm like, AJ about to kill him. AJ about to kill him. AJ got knocked, and you know, the cop fight got called off, waved off. But I understand, AJ, you, you like the 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 build up to the fight got deplenished by um um G's man's getting um hit with the Rico because he was like had all the drugs, but. I say this to say that it was just like so much going on. AJ was like out of his element. He wasn't feeling himself. And when he came to the ring rock, because the camera was on AJ's door for like at least a good five minutes. The camera was standing at there, AJ's um, locker room, waiting for him to walk out. And he didn't walk out. And once once he walked out, you could see in his face he wasn't in the moment. He wasn't in the moment. He was in his head. He was in somewhere. I don't know what's going on. If he had anxiety. It what happened, but it was a lot going on, and you saw it in the fight when he got um what happened. Like he came in confident, and then once he got hit, things like that. I don't know if AJ suffers from a lot of things, but I don't know AJ's personal life. But sure, the way you talk, watch your mouth because you know you talk a lot about a lot of fighters, but you want to talk about it on screen, man. Watch your mouth. AJ, we all saw you wasn't right before the fight, and we if we it couldn't get called off because it was right there in the moment. If it was like a day before you went through something, then maybe 
but it was that it was fight night and everything hit you like a car crash and that's it. All right, Spurgey. All right. Well, low key, I kind of agree with Ned. So, and here's why. I think AJ did have like an anxiety attack before the fight. Like I remember, you know, that was the fight where they were like, uh, AJ's coming to the U.S. AJ's uh, uh, sold out Madison Square Garden, the fastest in history, faster than Michael Jackson. And I was like, what? Get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, so Eddie Hearn was doing everything in his power. Well, they can't do that, so he can't do that. Anyways, you know what I mean? Like, I think all of that, all of that pressure was just a lot. You know what I'm saying? And not to mention, you're training for one guy in particular. And then next thing you know, this guy gets busted for drugs. And they switch over to another guy, which I think the reasoning was, hey, you know, um, he fought uh, Joseph Parker. AJ already beat Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker beat Andy Ruiz. We could beat Andy Ruiz, you know. So they probably thought this would be an easy tune-up, a display for AJ in, in New York, in the U.S., Yada yada yada. They didn't do a good enough uh research on the kid. Maybe last minute AJ looked him up. AJ probably did a little Google and was like, whoa. Why is so quick? In the yeah. locker room, G. Yo. In the locker room. Yo, talk about he probably was like, yo, hold on, talk about yo, yo, get out of here. <laughs> so, man, so his father was probably like, oh my god, this guy gonna kill us. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yo, so they were like, yo, we don't want to come out. Eddie's like, nah, you got to come out. He's like, nah, chill out, B. I'm not doing that to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the whole situation in the locker room was going crazy. AJ's like, oh, my God, I can't breathe. You know what I'm saying? Getting nervous. And then finally calmed down. They're like, yo, just come out. He comes out. You know what I mean? And he's thinking, like, what next? This is the type of insight you get only on boxing, bro. That's a fact. That's AJ a fact. Google Andy yep. Ruiz and saw his highlights and had a panic attack in the locker room. And that's what it was. Oh, right. It's totally right. <laughs> it only makes sense. This conspiracy is right that, here. Baby. It was the first time he saw Ruiz fight. Yo, so then, I'm telling you, so then, when he gets in the ring, I'm telling you, you know what happened? At first, He's probably like, yo, you know what? Yo, this still don't look too tough. So then he hit somewhere, you know, a little bang bang. And he rocks him. He's like, oh, it's over. I'm going for the kill. And get caught with the counter. Bang! This dude dropped. Like, oh, snap. I don't know what happened. You know what I mean? He's confused. He's concussed. He's like, yo, this never happened to me before in my whole entire career. Clitch go punch like a hammer. And, but at least I've seen them punches. i never seen a punch. <laughs> no, ref is like, fam, you good? Dude, just. Let me take my mouthpiece. I'm cheating right now. AJ don't know what to do. He's confused. Yo, yo, AJ looked like a baby in the ring, son. He looked like he got he was on punishment on timeout. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> man, listen, man, it was just bad. It was just a bad day for for the zone matchroom. Eddie, AJ, Nigeria was in mourning. <laughs> yo, it was crazy, son. It was crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I remember Ned stretch. These dudes crying in my crib. I said, yo, it'd be all right, fellas, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, these dudes would even dap me up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, they acting like 
AJ said, what Lord and Savior. You, you know what I'm saying? About what everybody else did. What, did. what did you and Complex do? Hey, man. Hey, man. Yo, listen, man. It don't matter. You know I almost saying? had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> it don't they were matter. jumping up and down, happy. Man, you know what I'm saying? Yo, listen, man. Listen, man. Listen, I'm I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Listen, I do feel bad for AJ because you know back then it was supposed to be undefeated AJ versus undefeated Wilder. So his loss and Wilder's loss messed it up for for me. You know what I mean? But it's still cool because I feel like they could both bounce back. And I really like the fact that AJ is now here in the U.S. training with killers. You know what I'm saying? I think that training camp with Derek Jack. I think that's a great look for him. You know what I mean? He needs to be around wolves. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to them dudes in the UK, but he need to be around dudes that are in the trenches. You know what I'm saying? Dudes that are hungry for this. So I feel like he, he could eat off of like that type of energy. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think it's a good look for AJ, you know, um, but hey, you know, I'm just going to be 100, man. AJ, you my man's and all, but I always He's not for, your man. Stop saying that. AJ. I'm a root for Franklin to win. AJ. Hey, I'm just being honest. I'm you a root for Franklin. AJ. Stop but saying that. Hey, hey, listen, I'm just going to say this. I want AJ to win, but I want him to no, lose. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You <laughs> like the way he loses. Not jumping. This is what I got jumping. You sit here acting like you AJ. You support AJ. You don't. And the crazy support is, I look crazy when I call it out. But G, mind your mouth. Don't do that and leave AJ I'm alone. Sorry. All right, I'm, at this I'm point, sorry. leave AJ alone. I'm I, done. I'm, pardon me, pardon me. No more disrespect for the day about AJ. All right, Dollar Bill, man. <laughs> that was a lot, man. All I want to say is, man, like everybody knew Stevie Wonder can see something was wrong with AJ that night. That's a fact. Everybody can see, just like the. Uh, my fellow co-host was saying AJ looked like a deer in headlights. Something was wrong. We all seen it. We always we was all talking about it right when he was coming out. It was like something's up, something's wrong. It's them highlights. I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? Even when he got in the ring, he was like something's off, something's wrong. So, um, yeah, everybody could see something's off. But shout out to AJ. No excuses. You know? He took his loss like a real man. He didn't blame it on nothing. And he, you know, he stood ten toes down. And came back and, and you know, and, and, and got some revenge. Got some payback. So, it happens. He rose on his dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's it. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. All right, all right. Yo, yeah, man. There were a lot of speculation going into that fight. I remember, um, because everyone did realize that AJ doesn't look like himself walking into the ring. But what highlighted that was at the end of the fight when AJ's dad got in the ring and he went at Eddie Hearn and they were arguing in the ring. Um, and then people were speculating, and there was speculation that he had got knocked out in sparring by Joey DeWaco. Uh, there was speculation that he had a panic attack um, back in the locker room. Gee, has, has added his own take on <laughs> what took place there. Um, I'll say this. I do believe that something was wrong with AJ. Exactly what it is, we won't know. But the way he looked at Eddie was like, you know, 
like kind of like obviously I wasn't myself. And then he looked at Eddie and then like pause and he went on. It's like he's like, Eddie, you know what's up. Kind of like you're you're aware of what happened. And I think his family was aware. Because there was there was something inside happening that his dad knew, that Eddie knew. And I think that um Eddie probably felt he could beat any Ruiz still with whatever was going on. And he almost did. So um, you know, even if and this is this is why like, you know, I'll be honest, even if something was wrong with AJ and they made the decision to let AJ fight, to me, AJ didn't lose that fight because people put him in the ring. He lost that fight because he made a tactical error, which could happen. But, you know, he was about to win. He was on the verge of winning. He just got a little reckless with the finish, and then he got countered, which could happen to anyone, which happens – that's a common way someone comes back in boxing. They're going for the finish. They just get careless and they get caught. That's a common thing in boxing. So um, I wouldn't just throw that blame on Eddie. But what I will say is, you know, um, it happened. And, and AJ's acknowledging that it happened. So he didn't make an excuse. He didn't say what it was. He's not taking anything away from Andy Ruiz. He's just letting people know that if you think that that's the AJ you're going to see, it's different when you get in the ring. And he's right. We'll see what happens with him and Jermaine Franklin. But I, at some point, a 30 for 30, a movie or something, I hope we know what happened in the locker room. (laughs) And G can be vindicated. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros were comments AJ made about his mental state in boxing. And we'll take a listen and we'll talk about it in greater detail. And you're still in love with the sport of boxing? I mean, you've given so much back. I know what it did for you as a a kid. Well, there's a difference. So what happened is um, people say, like, question where, where people's heads at. Like, is his head in the game? But, like, that's one thing. I think... Waking up every day is just a normal everyday thing, right? You don't think about it. So going to the gym for a fighter is just a normal everyday thing. So many fighters go to the gym every day. But there's a difference when you put your heart into it. And um, I've had to kind of get rid of a lot of distractions and things in my life so I can put my heart back into the game. I made a conscious decision last year to step back and just put my heart into boxing and nothing else. So, yeah, I've got definitely, definitely got that fire going again. And you're still in love with the sport right. of boxing? I mean, yeah. well, that's the way Joshua said he said he made a conscious decision to take a step back and just put his heart back into boxing and nothing else because he had a lot of things going on. And that's where his head's at right now. I'll turn over to you, to Conspiracy G. What's your reaction? See, I like, you see, this is why I said I like this new AJ because of that segment. You know, when he said the money thing, I was like, eh, but the. The fact that he said, yo, I just literally dedicated my life to boxing. I got rid of all my distractions to just commit to boxing. See, that to me is different. That's like, that's the passion of it, you know? So it's like, that's why I'm like, all right, this new AJ might be different. Uh, AJ might actually be a threat to my man Wilder. I, I like this new AJ, you know? But, um, yeah, so I, I do think he's still in love with this sport. Because if he, if he wasn't in love with the sport, he wouldn't do what he's doing. You know, like, he would just find excuses. He'll blame, you know, all kind of, like, he'll just find, like, excuses on why. Even his loss, the second loss against Usyk, 
his outburst at the end, as unprofessional as it was, you could tell, like, the passion was there. You could tell it's a guy who was frustrated that he lost because he dedicated everything, his heart, body, soul, and mind towards this one fight, and he still lost. He still came short. It was just like Wilder in the, the three-peat. Go ahead, Ned. When you say you like AJ, what do you mean by that? See, this is the one that you see. I was actually <laughs> I'm showing him love. Like, I'm actually being honest that right G now. Comes, you know yeah, this is a goofy. goofy. <laughs> <laughs> it's cornball over here. You know what I mean? But, like, but those two guys, like Wilder in his loss, AJ in his loss, you could tell these guys really wanted to win. They gave their all. And that's what fans want to see. So that's something that you could respect, you know. So although it's just weird that you know AJ kind of lost it the way he lost it, but you could understand his frustration because literally he gave everything, and he's just like, "How this dude beat me?" Like in his mind, he couldn't even process it. That's dedication right there, you know. So like I can't get mad at that, man. So it's like clearly he loves the sport, you know, and I just felt like. He needs to tap in with somebody that can actually get him to that level. And I think Derek Jackson can do that. You know what I'm saying? So salute to AJ. I, I, I feel like, you know, we just recruited somebody. You know, I know he's a UK fighter, but, you know, it's going to take the US to make him a champion again. So I kind of like how that sounds. You feel me? You know what I mean? But watch yeah, it. Nonetheless, oh, okay. I'm going to watch my mouth now because Ned told me to. Sorry. Go ahead, Ned. Not me, it's true. Oh, I'll take a bullet for it. Hey, yo, yo, wash your mouth, G. Troll dollar bill. I mean, <clears throat> yes, he's still in love with her. It's like this. They've been together for a while. You know? They had their ups and downs. You know, they had good times and they had bad times, you know? And then you know, it gets rocky after a couple of years. And you start questioning if you still want to be in this relationship with her. But then you realize, you know, all the time you spent together and all the good times that you had. And then you realize, like... You almost lost her. You almost lost her. You know what I'm saying? And you and you want to and you want to keep her. And you want to keep her. And so you, you, you devote all your time and your energy, you know what I'm saying, and to making this relationship work. Because that's what relationships is all about. So, Drill, are you saying, AJ, jealous that some Ukrainians blowing her back out? <laughs> Yo, what? No, Kick him out. Overboard. Watch your mouth, G. Watch your mouth. That, that's the last time I'm going to AG, AG. Yeah. It's not a surprise because AJ took her from a Ukrainian, so. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a fact. That's a fact. You can't be doing that. They want it Yo, back. You know, what I mean? <laughs> hey, you know what the old folks say. Hey, just how you, you, you get her, you're going to lose her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, but he's, he's, he's still in love with her. You know how, you know, he was like, you know, He's still, he's still, he's still, you know what I'm saying? And he's doing everything to to try to make the relationship work. That's what it's all about. That's what relationships is about. It's work. Nothing is easy. Mm -hmm. Nothing worth having 
is easy. So you got to work at it. And that's what AJ was saying. He dedicated and he's, he's fell in love, back in love with the sport of boxing again. And I ain't mad at him. You heard it. True. Oh, here come next. <laughs> now, I, I honestly believe AJ still loves the sport of boxing. It's it's the sport that it's the thing that changed his life. It's the it's his bread and butter. It's the thing that like if he left this, he could find something else, but this is what he was really good at. And I feel like he appreciated the sport. I feel like unlike certain fighters who think, oh, I could just hit somebody hard in the face and they knock out. 41 times, 43, whatever, how many times they want to do it and call himself a champion. But AJ didn't just rely on his power. He relied, he was trying to, <laughs> he was trying to be massive. He was trying to understand the game. He was trying to be a student. He was trying to really be something in this sport. He really, he was dedicated to get undisputed. And when that faded, we saw the meltdown, but that was like all the hard work he put behind him. Like let's not let let's not take that away from Anthony Joshua. He really put in the work to get chase undisputed. Nobody was chasing undisputed until he went went after it, and nobody was calling out anybody until AJ was like, "I'm going for undisputed in heavyweight." You know, there was no Usyk, there was no Fury retired. Let's, let's not let's not let's be clear. Fury was out the sport. Dante <clears throat> was fighting tuna cans. I'm calling out names now. Uh, was Joseph Parker? <laughs> Joseph Parker didn't want no smoke. He didn't want no smoke, and um, everything else. AJ AJ was the one collecting the belts. He was the Thanos out in this game. And once he got to the point where, once he got to the, the stage where he had to like really deliver, he fell short. And but that everybody, some people fall short sometimes, and that's okay. You just gotta get back off and dust yourself off and keep going. And AJ. I'm glad that you're still in love with the sport. You got to dust your stuff off and keep going. Like, yeah, your resume show you lost back in the day, but you could, you could, you could, you could change the world for the next hey. next ten I, years. I, you could fight till you're forty. You could change the world to the next for the next ten years, eleven years, and do your thing. And it's nothing. You just got to be focused. You got to be dedicated. And I know you gave a lot to the sport. I know you. What's up, G? Don't say don't say nothing crazy because I just have a question. One question. All right, one question. Does AJ still love bas- uh, boxing the way you love AJ? Hmm. Just ask. Watch <laughs> your mouth, G. That's all I'm going to say. Just but AJ, I know it comes, like Trill said, there's bumps in the road. There's, there's, it's, it's humbling moments. You got to accept you being humbled right now. Like, for, for example, I'm going to use Canelo. Canelo lost to Floyd Mayweather. In his younger days, and he used that to to um traject his career in a, a position where he is now. Like he's the face of boxing, and AJ, you you do the same thing. You lost in your early days, but you can use that to traject your career into a different position where you are that guy. Yeah, Fury has the best, whatever, and you can go collect them back. You you are the guy to be. Fury has a belt, huh? Fury has a belt. A belt, but yeah. I'm saying, uh, yeah, I misspoke. I misspoke. I don't even give Jesus. <laughs> like he had the belts, though. You right now, he had all the belts that Usyk had. Then he got suspended in 2015, 
And he yeah. had to. Yeah, that's uh, happen. That don't think like that, bro. That was he not. Had all the belts. Yeah, I was. Thank you, Caden. Thank you for reaching into that's my mind. Like, man, I know. That's why that's that boxing bros mentality, yo. But yeah, back to what I was saying. <clears throat> AJ, just relax, get your mind together, and then go back there and go back. Get you know you gotta take yourself out the game for a second, and then go back in and go drop a hundred, go drop a eighty. Kobe scored 81, 81 one time. LeBron just scored, broke the scoring record. You could do the same thing, yo. It's not over for you. You're still a champion. At the end of the day, it's it's, it's you. You got it, my boy. Correct. He was a champion. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Everybody's a champion. When you you still a Everybody's champion. A champion. Oh, so we giving out. Champion. We giving out. Once a champion, always. No. <laughs> no. You that's why they say you can't become a champion until you defend your belt. At least one time, but you know the saying: once you become a champion, yeah, you can't become a championship defender one time and win it back. G can't say nothing on that. What? (laughs) He's saying that because Wilder didn't win it. All right, look, man. uh, Diving into this, right? Um, AJ just needs to remember who he is. It's like. The scene from The Lion King where he's like, remember who you are. AJ has had, he's been unified champion. He has still the best resume in the heavyweight division where he could say he fought the best fighters and actually beat them. He has that. And he lost to Usyk. But what AJ needs to put in context is this. He didn't lose to Usyk because he wasn't up for the task. He lost to Usyk because Usyk was a better boxing mind. And Usyk is older than him. Usyk's been doing it longer than him. You know, and those things matter, right? It's like Chris Paul. They call him the point god, right? Chris Paul's not the most athletic. He's not the most physically gifted. But his impact on the game is tremendous because of his IQ. He understands the game. So although he can't jump as high, he may not move as fast. He knows sets. He knows he understands the game at such a high level that he's the better option over people who are faster, who can jump higher, who can do whatever. And Usyk's been boxing since he was a kid. He's got this experience. He's been fighting the best fighters. Like when you look at Usyk, he he started boxing when he was small enough to fight Sean Porter in the amateurs. And Sean Porter beat him in the amateurs. Think about that. And then he ends up doing what he does. So AJ has to look at it from a perspective of physically, he is good. Physically, he is gifted. His IQ in the ring has to match his skill set. And that's when he can take off. LeBron James isn't LeBron James because he was physically great. He was LeBron James because his physical attributes also match his IQ for the game. When you talk about great scorers, LeBron James isn't just the NBA's all-time leading scorer. He's fourth in assists all time. Do you know what that means? That means he doesn't just score. He sets other people up. He understands the offense. This is why when people have debates sometimes about you got to understand LeBron scoring is just a part of the offense. LeBron makes the right play every single time. Whether that's to pass or whether that's to score, that's why he's the number one scorer and fourth in assists. Go ahead, bro. Now, I just wanted to jump in, man. Hence my comparison 
to Magic Johnson. You know? Exactly. Magic yeah. made every Magic dropped forty, but he made sure other people dropped forty two on the team. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, LeBron been more like Magic than than Jordan. That's why I never really understood the comparison. LeBron's also currently ninth in the league in steals and Magic two point yeah, he's about to be top 10 in rebounds. He plays like magic. He he does everything. He doesn't just focus on scoring. Scoring is just, you know, but my point is the IQ allows you to do that. That's what Usyk has. When people are like, Usyk, go for the knockout. You could have knocked AJ out. Usyk was like, I was going to win. <laughs> Y'all want blood. I already won. What's, the only thing that could happen with Usyk trying to knock out AJ in that moment was he could get knocked out himself. Because when that happened, it was the 12th round. AJ was up against the ropes, and everyone was like, oh, who should go for the kill? And who should stink it? I'm about to beat him. I'm not giving him a chance to hit me. It's still AJ at the end of the day. So my thing to AJ is remember who you are. Look at who you lost to, bro. <clears throat> you lost to Andy Ruiz, right? Look at what Andy Ruiz did to Luis Ortiz, right? Look at what he just did to him. Andy Ruiz gave Joseph Parker a tough fight. You already beat Joseph Parker. Andy Ruiz is no slouch. We're still waiting to see what Deontay Wilder can do with Andy Ruiz, right? So let's wait to see what, what Wilder does with Ruiz. If he even steps into the ring with Andy Ruiz, because Wilder's kind of dragging his feet on that. Um, so you lost to Alexander Usyk. Let's see what Fury does with Usyk before you sit there and get down on yourself for taking all the tough challenges. So you got Jermaine Franklin. I'm going to be honest with you. I wish you fought someone easier than Jermaine Franklin because Jermaine Franklin is no slouch, and you saw what he did against Dillian White. But, again, Jermaine Franklin's a tough fight. You're not going to get any credit for it because he didn't get the decision against Dillian. So it looks like you're fighting the loser. I put that in air quotes because I thought he beat Dillian. But it looks like you're fighting the loser, and it's a lose-lose situation for you unless you knock him out, which it seems like you're confident that you can do. But in the end, Really sit back and look at yourself and what you accomplish in this sport. Bro, you're, you're not broken. You're fine. You just need to you just need to know why you throw every punch. You just need to know how to set up. You just need to be able to adapt quicker. When someone catches you with something, you need to figure out what they're doing and take it away from them. That's what makes Floyd. That's what makes Usyk. That's what makes Fury. That's what makes these guys great. That's where you lack the IQ. If you get hit with a punch two or three times, you shouldn't get hit with it again. You should figure out what it is you're doing and take that punch away. Once you do that, you'll be great. All this other stuff's for the birds, man. You're not broken, but you got to remember who you are. And if you let people keep telling you you're broken, then you are broken because you believe that in your mind. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Roley Romero knocked out in sparring. But before we do that... Um, shortly after Roley Romero uh, got knocked out in sparring, his next fight was announced. And it's being announced that he's going to fight uh, Alberto Polio, uh, Pulio, I don't know pronunciation, but for the 140-pound title. And so they're still looking for uh, the actual date in the venue. Uh, and uh, this is an article from Boxing Scene you can take a look at, but it gets into it. So Roley is going to step up to fight the undefeated Alberto uh, Julio for the Dominican, uh, the Dominican Southpaw's title. So he has the belt. He's undefeated. And so that's the fight that's uh, going to take place. But 
we're going to talk about this footage of Roly Romero that's been leaked of him being knocked out in sparring. We're going to take a look at the footage, and then we're going to listen to Bullet, his trainer, speak about the footage, and then we'll discuss it in greater detail. So here's uh, the footage. And this footage appears courtesy of Fly Hype. Let's bring it back. You can see Roly got dropped. You're kind of slow motion. <laughs> you saw the coach running there, uh, jumping up and down. All right, let's take a listen to what Roly Romero's trainer bullet had to say about this. Well, it was a few uh, kids in the gym. I, I trained a couple of them, and they moved on to Otis because they want to be uh, signed to Mayweather one day. They think that's the road. Um, anyways, you got to perform. Um, so either between Jorion or the little Asian kid, uh, Ethan, um, that probably that leaked it. Because I saw the shoes, the blue shoes and the, and the red trunks. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly who it is. You know what I'm saying? But um, at the end of the day, um, I don't know whose permission, who gave permission to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to have a video, and it's nothing to post it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then when you see other people post it, you know what I'm saying, where you sitting there helping them, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, good. So now we're back to beast boxing. Mm-hmm. Now we're back to everybody, and, and you, just, you line your ass up, you're going to get fucked up. Do you have an idea how... Sorry, G man, you have a lot of work. I got the time Good. Speaking of the podcast, man, if you listen to the podcast on the streaming service, go rate the podcast, give it five stars or whatever stars you think it deserves, and leave uh, some comments. It's rated very high on on a lot of platforms. Yeah, and it's family friendly because we take out all the swears. That's Mm. right. Salute to G for making sure that it's family. Friendly, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, endorsed by Disney Plus. Subscribe to us on all social media platforms as well. You know, do that. Yeah, I mean, we really don't advocate it because it's not like we want to try to be like superstars ourselves, but it does help the channel in a sense that it helps our overall reach, and then it it. it it makes the algorithm more likely to recommend us when when we have a strong showing across all platforms of social media. And that includes like Instagram, Twitter, everything. So, but, you know, getting back to this, um, gee, what's your reaction to Roly getting knocked down and sparring and, and the footage being leaked? Uh, well, the shout out to, to Roly's trainer for providing some, uh, some context behind it because I thought the dude who knocked out Roly put it out, but because it wasn't him, then my opinions has changed about the whole situation. So to me, those kids that were in there that posted the video, that was grimy. 
you know, but they are kids, and it's not an excuse, but you know, they probably didn't know what they were really doing, you know. And you know, this is the world star hip hop era, so they just wanted to go viral. So, you know, they ain't know any better. So I could kind of forget those kids because they're children. In regards to the to the knockout though, and I'm like, dang, Roly, come on, bro. Like, you not good with counters, man. You know, so but in Roly's defense, I'll say this for the whole situation. If you ever spar, I'm telling you, with headgear, it's really tough to see certain looping punches. So, and you know, the way it was angled, that could happen. And the other dudes trainer jumping in the ring, going crazy. I know it kind of looked bad, but I'm pretty sure just being the type of person that I am in the gym, I talk a lot of trash. I make a lot of jokes. I'm pretty sure Roly was a jerk. You know what I'm saying? So he's probably talking a lot of trash in that gym. You know how the Mayweather gym give it up. So he's talking real greasy. And then when he got dropped, his spawn partner's team just lost it like they won the Super Bowl, you know. So I can't get mad at that, man, you know. So it's just in the moment, the heat of the moment, you know, adrenaline's pumping, testosterone's in the air. Homeboy just got dropped. You want to celebrate, you know, you just bigging up your mans. And plus, that wasn't supposed to be public anyways. That was just supposed to be amongst the gym. So I could give everybody a pass in that video because that wasn't supposed to be public knowledge. You know, now if that happened and his and the the person he was sparring released it, then that's slimy because again it's sparring. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you don't know what's going on. We don't know what level Roly's in. You don't know if he just came back from a layoff, from recovery, how many rounds he was doing. We don't know nothing. You know, we just know that short, small clip. You know, so that's why I'm like you could kind of forgive all parties, including Roly, because. It wasn't like Roly like agreed to show his uh to record his sparring and for the whole world to see him get knocked down. Like yeah, so I don't know. I kind of feel like this is blown out of proportion. And the kid that that did upload it, and you know, I hope that doesn't affect well, he should be punished. But if the kid's trying to be, you know, a, a world champion and stuff, I just hope that doesn't prevent him from getting an opportunity because again he's a kid he made a foolish mistake so I, I i just think everybody's old grace in this situation dollar bill holy knocked down in sparring how do i feel about it? this speaker i charge it for an hour right before i leave the crib and that when i take it to work it'll last the whole shift <laughs> when i'm when i'm at work and I'm getting a new case for my phone. This phone, this phone case is sturdy. You know, like I dropped it so many times and it's still so I'm gonna get a new case because I got a, another phone that it, basically I don't give a flying about sparring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's basically how I feel. G. I think it was like this. I think we misunderstood what he was saying. I think they were all in cahoots. The kids in the gym that was leaked that are friends with the person that was sparring. This is them, all of them. And they thought that this was an opportunity for them. 
Because like he said, they wanted to, they think that it's going to help them get with Mayweather. Maybe that kid can get a fight with Rose. Something like that. From when I was watching, though, like, like, G, like you might have said, like, you know how, like, Rolly was probably in there, you know, talking that trash. He looked like the kid was shelling up. That's probably why the coach was, was got excited when he landed a good punch because, you know, he was probably looking like he was getting beat up against the rope shelling up and he landed a good shot that Rolly didn't see. So the coach got all excited. We don't know. This is only a, a half a clip. We don't know what happened before that. We don't know if Roley was just manhandling him and this kid finally landed on him and that's what the excitement was. That's why it doesn't matter. Sparring doesn't count. It's not a fight. Mm-hmm. We done seen plenty of times where sparring partners done gave work to a champion. They would talk about the sparring. Oh, he didn't, he didn't. that's why they fighting because he used to, he gave him that work in sparring. Get in the ring, get knocked out in the second round. There's a big difference between sparring and an actual fight. I don't like this new thing that we're starting to see this a lot now. Where people leaking sparring footages and all that. I think that it's corny. And he should be disciplined for that. You're taking away their integrity. And listen, I, it's disgusting. This is like it's an unwritten rule. We all know this. There's no passes. Everybody knows this. This is not something like, um, you know, oh, oh, you know, you know, he's ne- he never knew that this was you not supposed to do this. This everybody knows this. <laughs> so when you do it, you're doing it to be vindictive. You're doing it to to, to cause some type of commotion, to start some ruckus. So yeah, this kid knew what he was doing, and I think it's I think it's disgusting. People try any way to get on, any way to get a little clout. It's just the new era now. I was just talking about that with my bro, well, with the rappers now. They got man, everything they do. They got to tell you all the bodies, everything, just to get a deal. <laughs> And they say so much snitching on them. <laughs> <laughs> real. This is disgusting. The things that anybody will do just for a little bit of clout. People will do anything. Anything. But, yeah, like I said, man, like, it doesn't matter. It's sparring. And if anybody is taking anything from that, then you don't know the sport of boxing. All right, TV. I I agree hundred percent with Trill, but let me say this: sparring is training. What happens in sparring is not gonna is not what's gonna happen in like a real life match. So, for me, I I want to give it a story. I want to give a story. I remember when I started picking. I wanted to learn boxing. I wanted to learn how to defend myself. I want to be like you know, on my on on my square. You know, I want to I want to have make sure I have hands behind me. Like, I ain't, I ain't big for nothing, things like that. So I was training with G, and yeah. G was like, yo, you got to protect me. Now, G, you know, you, you, you <laughs> this started, like, learning how to box. And I was training with G, and I had headgear on. 
And then I'm punching, I'm punching. And G throws like a left hook or something. He catches me. My ears are ringing. My eyes are blurry. I'm like, yo. And he was like, you got to protect yourself at all times. And I understood, and I understood that at that point because I was like, damn, he caught me off guard. Oh but shout out to G. No, but true. This is the thing that he's not telling you. I probably hit him with like 30%. This is yeah, like, yeah, he hit me. He didn't hit me too hard. He hit me. Yeah, he forced it. You see how he's forcing it right now? I'm like, I had headgear on at 30%. I shouldn't feel it. My ears ring, my ears like ding dong, ding dong. Like, he said it wasn't 30 percent because if you had that's what everybody say when they get hit, yeah. like you know, what I mean, I had yeah. on. it's like ding dong, ding dong, like, ding you dong. Really, you hit me hard. <laughs> 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 That's what they I get you. That wasn't no thirty percent. Other brothers on the street taught me lessons, but G taught me some lessons. I, I respect that about everybody because you know I was young brother. and growing up, learning my ways. And you know, the spar—it was a sparring session, and Roly just learned the lesson. You know, keep your hands up at all times. Yo, you can't just be out here thinking you just boxing nobody. Yo, you—you you trying to be a elite fighter? You want elite competition. And if you're gonna if you're gonna get in the ring with somebody, you gotta expect a and you're an elite fighter, you gotta expect you just gotta expect what they're gonna give you. What you dish out, they're gonna give back. You can't just beat up on nobody's and get 40, 40 wins and think you you're the greatest person in the world world. You feel me? You feel what I'm saying? But really, it's just sparring. You got knocked out, you go get back up, and you gotta prove yourself after that. You know, we're not gonna judge you off of this. It's nothing, this is nothing. Like we heard, AJ got knocked out by the Weko. We heard um, Wilder got knocked out by certain so and so. You didn't hear nothing about nothing, no nothing. Go ahead. You know, but it is. It's, what was it's nothing about nothing. Yo, yo, it's like Clisco, bro. That's Clisco. never confirmed that. So I'm just saying. Yo, listen. Right. If he if he did, it don't matter. It's Clisco, bro. The dude punches like, come on, son. The certain yeah. people yeah. get a bat. It don't matter. Clips go knock out anybody. Clips go knock out everywhere, bro. It traded camp. It, you know? it really, it really is no shame again. Uh, That's our man. What we talking about here? But yo, we fought down. But the the thing we judge. My thing was black. You get in there, then. Exactly. Go ahead. You get in there. We fought down, but we judge people on how they get back up. If you fall down and stay down, then now nah, you was never built for this. But if you get back up and take everybody head off, then you you just you just you was born to be a killer. You was, you got it in you, you got the dog in you, and that's what we love to see. We like to see the comeback, like the comeback from the mistakes and everything. Like you could be like my greatest greatest like it's Super Bowl Sunday, and I don't want to bring this up on boxing, but yo, the Patriots was down twenty eight to three to the Falcons, and I, once it was twenty eight to three, we all gave up. We was playing Uno in the kitchen. And then my boy went into the living room and was like, yo, they're back. And, you know, we all went back and we watched greatness. And well, that's all we want to see is greatness. You see, fake so if you fall down, now we are a fan, but it's like, it was like, it's too much. It's too much. It's like the game's over at this point. Like, yo, well, you know when the game's over, right? but you never expect greatness. 
So when you come back, it's no, great. You never expect great. No, I'm not a Patriots fan, and I'm not a Falcons fan, and I watched that whole game. Yo, man, I'm just saying we was watching when it. When I say I'm not a fan, like, of the game, I'm, a hater. I'm just saying, like, they're not the team that I normally would root for. Like, I don't know. I'm just in general. I'm saying. You were playing Uno. After halftime, you saw the score? It was like, yo, it's over. Yeah, we lost the game. It was over. That's all I'm saying. Another moment. The Seahawks game. I'm like, yo, we're on the edge of our seats. And it's like, dang, yo, we, we about to lose. We about to lose. And, you know, Brady taking down the field, whatever. And we on the goal line. And it was like, the, the Seahawks had the ball, and we about to lose. They about to score, and we about to lose. And that interception happens. the greatest moment in our hearts. We, were, we just want greatness. You know, people want to see greatness, not just in mediocrity at his, at his, at his best Who's or at his, at his, at his, what it is. Fair weather fears. <laughs> not fair weather. Before he talks, fair weather. We're not fair weather, but we, oh, can no accept, we can accept that we're going to lose. But we ride or die all season. We have been here 16 games, 17 games now. It's 17 games now. But we've been here all 16 games, and we riding with our team, and we down. And it's like, yo, I, I, we accept that we're going to lose the Super Bowl. But that moment, yo, we were playing, to you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know my boy went to the living room. Related to Roley, but somehow it is. Hold up. My boy went to the living room. He came back like, yo, we up. And we all went to the living room like, yo. And then we just, like, celebrated. Like, it was like the, the beginning of third quarter. And it was just, like, history happened in front of our faces. Just like LeBron just broke the scoring record. Just like things happened. It was just amazing. Like when you see greatness happen, you see, that's why we went Roly. <laughs> but you could come back from this. That's all I'm saying. You could come back from this, and that's all. That was I don't know how that was all related to Roly, but it reminded me of some uh, G. I don't know if you remember. Uh, so when we were in undergrad, we were watching the Patriots when they were 18 and 0, and they were going for 19 and 0. We were don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. Don't bring that And I bet everyone that uh, the New York Giants was going to win that game. And everyone was like, oh, you're no, crazy. No, you don't know what you're no, talking about. No. I broke it down to them how the New York Giants was going to win that game. Everyone was like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, Caden. You're just a contrarian. You're just a hater. And then what ended up happening? And G remembers at the end of that game, we had to get out of there so fast. Everybody was so mad. There was, I, that's the night I thought I was going to die because everybody was pissed. Nah, everybody nah. Was like, Over there was different when it comes I, to I never knew the story about you, man. Like, you, like come on now. Like, I told you, I just call it how I see it. That's all I do. And so I, I have to say like this, man, as a Patriots fan, that, that you say you are 18 and 1. All right, so now. 18 and 0. I don't know what you're talking about. 18 and 1. 18 and 1. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Yeah, I second what everyone said. To to release foreign footage is just lame. Like, boxing is already a sensitive sport to where one loss can ruin your career. Like, seriously, look at what we're talking about. We're talking about Anthony Joshua, a guy who dominated the heavyweight division for a while. He has two L's. To, well, he has L's to two people, Andy Ruiz and uh, Alexander Usyk. Three L's in total, and people are talking about it like he's an absolute train wrecking disaster. Although, when you look at 
how many good people he's actually beat and the way he's actually beat them, it should be known that he's elite. And then you got Deontay Wilder, a guy who people are talking about, like, he's washed up and finished. He only lost to uh, arguably the greatest heavyweight of this of this uh, you know generation. And the reason why I'm saying that about Tyson Fury and not Usyk is because Fury has held every belt at some particular point in time. He is the lineal because he's the man who beat the man. I understand lineal was broken with Lennox, but they gave it to Vladimir Klitschko, and he's the one who beat Vladimir Klitschko. So that's why I'm saying he's arguably the greatest heavyweight of this generation. But still, you have these guys who lost to uh, elite-level competition in boxing, and people are ready to write them off. So imagine what leaking sparring footage of just a random day against a random guy can do to their career. So it's like you're not really just leaking that footage to try to uh, clout chase. Well, maybe you are, but in, 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 in your quest for clout chasing, you're trying to destroy Roley. Because Roley got a fight now coming up at 140 for the WBA title, and there's going to be this footage rolling around. And that kind of hurts his bottom line and what people are going to say about him. But if you ever sparred or if you've ever been in a boxing gym, you know that things happen. Like, it's, in, it's impossible to be perfect every single time you step in the ring, which makes what Floyd Mayweather accomplished so amazing, especially against the quality of fighters that he's been in the ring with. But he wasn't perfect. He had to weather storms, like the Shane Mosley fight, for example. A chop Chop Corley caught him with a good one. Like, he's had to weather storms. Because it's impossible to be perfect. Sometimes people are going to land a good shot. Roley got hit with a good shot. But what they don't show was Roley got back up. Right? Now, if this was a real fight, Roley gets to go to the corner. The other person gets to go to the corner. And you got his trainer in the rain jumping up and down. That could only happen in sparring. Because in a real fight, they would have to get back into it. Another thing, uh, I think it was you who pointed out, Trill. The guy's up against the ropes, and Roley's welling on him. If those eight ounce gloves instead of uh, sixteen ounce gloves, is that dude even still standing? And that's typically what separates people: the the actual ones who perform under the lights versus the sparring partners. The sparring partners can do it in headgear and sixteen ounce gloves, but when you put on them eight ten ounce gloves and you take off that headgear and you put them under the lights, they can't do it. And that's usually what separates it. Like, let's be honest: if you put Gerald Washington in a sparring session with Deontay Wilder. I'm confident Gerald Washington is going to look like that dude. But you put them in 10-ounce gloves and you put them in the middle of the ring, as soon as Wilder touches him, it's night-night. You know how I know this? Who was Deontay Wilder's sparring partner? Robert Hellenius, right? He did some good work with Deontay Wilder with big gloves and headgear. When they took it off, Wilder only needed three punches to knock him out. I was there. I saw it. One right hand, and it was not. How many right hands did he take from Wilder and Sparn? I bet you he took a bunch. And even then, he used to say, oh, man, Wilder hits hard. Now just imagine with them small gloves on. So, yeah, you did that to Rolly and Sparn, great. But if it was a real fight, that doesn't mean it would have gone down that way. And that's what people don't understand. That's what the people running around floating. So I get it too. You say, well, what if he was wearing smaller gloves? Would he have hurt Roley? Would he been able to take that risk against Roley? Because again, Roley had him on the ropes. This is why typically those sparring uh, legends, those sparring experts don't do well in real fights. You remember the guy who used to mimic Floyd Mayweather? Uh, he was married to like Little Mo or something, I think. 
Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He used to do well in sparring, but what about his pro career? Because it's something completely different. You got to understand. Beating, bragging about beating someone in sparring is like saying you hit the most shots in shoot around. Great. Doesn't count. You could be the greatest shoot around shooter of all time. And trust me, there are a lot of guys like that. Yo, there's a lot of uh, warm up heroes. You see them in warm ups, they're going between the legs, they're hitting all the shots. But once the game is on and you put a defender on them, they can't do nothing. So I say all that to say, like you said, Trill. I get what you're saying. Who cares? Who cares if he knocks Roly down and sparring? And I'll close by saying this. This should be an eye-opener to everyone that in this cloud-chasing era, kick them boys out of the gym. Y'all about to get some work in, kick them boys out of the gym. Mm-hmm. If you're not a chief second, a cut man, if you're not, if you're just a part of the entourage, get out of the gym. Get out of the gym and let the fighters work. Because you see what people are doing. They're doing this corny stuff. And this corny stuff can negatively impact people's careers because just one loss to a really good fighter like Tyson Fury can ruin your career. A law, two L's to a really great fighter like Usyk can ruin your career. What can this do to your career? So you guys cloud chasing, man, y'all lames, and kick them out the gym. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Tweets from Oscar De La Hoya, which he publicly states that the major hurdle to the Javante Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia fight is the rematch clause. And so we're going to take a look at those tweets and then we'll discuss them in greater detail. Okay, so here you can see, I believe this was five days ago, Oscar De La Hoya tweeted this. Does Tank deserve a mandatory rematch if he loses? Question mark. So that's what Oscar De La Hoya wanted to know. He wanted to know if Tank deserves a rematch if he loses. And then we saw this uh, tweeted by Mike Carpenter, in which uh, it's right here. Mike Carpenter uh, posts a quote from Oscar De La Hoya, and it says, "Oscar De La Hoya, uh, what's holding everything up is the rematch clause. It's only fair if Ryan wins, then our side controls everything as the A side." This is just the way it has always – this is the way it has always been. It's common sense that whoever wins is the A side. So Oscar De is saying whoever wins the, the fight, if, there's a, if, if Ryan wins, they should be the A side and they should determine the terms, seeing as how they won. And so then this is the most recent tweet from Oscar De La Hoya in which he states – I remain focused and determined on finalizing Tank versus King Ride. Contrary to leaked reports about the rematch clause, there's still a couple of points with strings attached that need to be ironed out. Now, this is what makes me laugh. He says, contrary to leaked reports about the rematch clause, you're the one who tweeted about the rematch clause. <laughs> like, you know. All right, so uh, anyway, I'm going to turn it over. To conspiracy G on this one. What's your reaction to all this? <laughs> I, I find this whole thing strange. So are they saying it is so I'm assuming Tank wants a rematch clause if in fact he loses the fight, right? Yes. That's obvious, right? Is Oscar's side saying they don't want to provide a rematch clause? 
Well, at first, the question was, does he deserve a rematch cause? If you remember, that was the first yeah. tweet. Then the second tweet was saying, if Ryan wins, it's only right that the A side controls everything, meaning like they, they'll so be in control of everything. So like, location, the dates, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, they're the A side. So he's saying that, implying that Tank wants a mandatory rematch and Tank wants to still be the A side if he loses uh, the fight for the rematch. And then he tweets the final tweet saying, contrary to the leak information, we're still negotiating and there are other things, little other there are other things that need to be ironed out. So that's that's all coming from Oscar De La Hoya right now. All right. So it's it's pretty much Oscar, I think what was going on is he's probably on their side. Gold a golden boy's probably losing the negotiations. So they're taking it to social media to apply pressure on tank. That's what it's sounding like, you know. So it is what it is, man. Like it's just the, the nature of the sport. The A side is either the champion or the person that's the, the star, right? The person that brings in the big bucks, which is Tank, is the person that dictates the terms. It's just only right. So if Garcia beats Tank, Tank has that opportunity to win back, you know, or, or to avenge that loss. And then from there, if Garcia wins again in the rematch, then now, Garcia, you have inherited the kingdom, right? Metaphorically speaking. So I don't I don't see really what's the issue, man. I just kind of feel like Oscar is just doing anything in his power to 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 try to make a situation that's favorable to Garcia, right? He's trying to do everything in his power to get Garcia in the in the best uh position possible. But nonetheless, if Garcia is really that confident in beating Tank, yo, just sign the contract, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like just sign the contract so this can happen and and just agree to whatever the rematch clause is. So that way, you know, you could prove to the world that, you know, you're not like just this uh, social media kid and that you're an actual, you know, I mean, I won't say champion because the belt's not really like the championship, but but you know what you're I mean. You're a secondary champion. You're a secondary, you're a secondary champion. Yeah, that's <laughs> to the world, you're a secondary champion, you know? So just sign the contract. Oh, Bill. <laughs> you want to tell the public what that means, Dollar Bill? Right now, Dollar Bill was holding up uh, eight fingers. You want to tell the public what that means, Dollar Bill? Okay. I will believe it <laughs> when I see it. Okay, can you do it again in that same order that you did it uh, last time, please, for the public? All right. Well, <laughs> Trill currently has uh, three fingers up on his right hand. He has his pinky. Wow. Here we go. He, uh, <laughs> will believe it <laughs> when I see it. All right. Yes, and I'm talking about this fight. I'm stand. I'm standing on it. I don't see this fight happening. I just see this is a big charade. They're they're using what they seen. Uh, well, I think Oscar is using what he's seen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, other fighters do to try to boost up. You know Ryan's profile by cloud chasing off of what Tank got going on, saying that this fight—I've just seen it before. He, Ryan always says he's gonna fight somebody, and the fight never happens. I'm still sticking on that. I believe it when I see it. I just don't think that this fight is gonna happen. I honestly not—not not right now. 
I just don't. I just don't see it. I just don't. I don't. It's just something that's just rubbing me the wrong way. I just. I just don't see it. I just think it's just another sham. But I believe it when I see it. But I feel like they're gonna weasel their way out of here. They're gonna weasel their way out of this fight. They're gonna end up fighting somebody else, like Moran or something. Well, they will. Uh, one of his tweets. They're gonna fight Pro Gray. I, I think. Yeah, you got Pro Gray as a backup. Yeah, they ain't fighting no Regis pro great. Really? They're not fighting nobody. <laughs> they fighting Dennis Dennis Johnson. You know, he's a mailman. <laughs> That's who they're fighting. They're not gonna, I don't see it. I just I just don't see they're it. They're gonna not fight Maurice him. Hooker. You know what I'm saying? That I can see. Or Herring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Herring probably is Herring. Yeah, Aaron. That's yeah. who they'll put him in there with. It's a nice guy. Oh, what's the other one? Oh man, what's his what's his name? You know what I'm saying? Bertel. They'll put him in there with Bertel oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> they put him in there. Yeah, he can do that. But they're not. I don't. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And that's all. I I just don't see it. I just don't see that happening. I'm sorry. I believe it when I see it. All right, uh, TBE. Call me a liar, Ryan and Oscar. Call me a liar. For me, I'm more optimistic than Trill. I hope this fight happens. I, I hope, hope it happens, but it's not. Huh? I hope it happens too, TBE. But it's you know not. Say he doesn't. He he doesn't want the fight to happen. Or he he just said he doesn't think it's going. I happen. just don't think it's going to happen. I would love to see this fight. There's a lot that goes on. There's a lot that goes on in these um negotiating rooms. And I don't know. I'm not there at the other end of the table where they're trying to blackball you and trying to like uh play it down like yo, we uh this is it's a one and done fight, or we need a rematch clause, or we need this, we need three fights just to prove it. I just want this fight to happen, to be honest. And I feel I like I you I'm not going to say I don't like Ryan. I like Ryan Garcia. He's a talented fighter. But the the ego has gotten to him from my point of view. From what I see from Ryan, his ego has gotten to him. But Tank, Tank, there should be no no hesitation on your side. Like, you know, agree to everything. Whatever, this is go, it's going down. Agree, yes, yes, yes. It's just, just to, to prove your point. If you if you that, if I'm a, I'm going to say it like this. If you're that guy, if you're that, if you know you hold it down, if you're that man, prove your point. Like, don't. There's no hesitation. It's like I need to need to um consolidate with my um uh my 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 um my 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 counselor or whatever. But Consult. let's make this happen. This is, this is 2023 now, yo. Like, come on, we went through a pandemic. Went through. We went to 2021, 2022. And you guys still not have seen each other. Stop the holdups. We don't care about nothing else but just getting in the ring and making it happen. Like let 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 let's see what goes on. G, fix your face. I don't know why you're taking off your glasses. Nah, your air- tired, bro. My bad. Huh? Nah. <laughs> okay, go 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 go. No, this is right. you. Nah, I wasn't at nothing to do with you in that. My bad. Oh, uh, cool, 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 cool. You know, sometimes it has to do with me, but I'm like, you know, riding like pop. These guys gotta get pop, it on okay. your pause. And everything after that. But I, I'm tired of these guys just going back and forth. You saw after um Ryan Garcia beat Luke 
on my opinion is that I'm about to say Walton, but that's a Laker player. But after these guys beat Luke, someone's Luke Campbell. After Ryan Garcia beat Luke Campbell, he was in. The, he was on the Mike Tyson podcast talking all his trash. Like I'm, oh, he's doing my my, my patration. I'm like, if you feel that confident, go take on the best competition. I want to see these guys. I like. I'm 32. I don't know how many years I got left in life. Life, life, life. life we get old. And we want to see the best. I want to go out being like, yo, I left. I saw, I saw the Avengers. I saw Batman. I saw Mark Wahlberg. I saw Steven. Great things in my lifetime. Like they, they was on. They was. My eyes saw this, but I don't want to go out being like, nah. I never got to see see the greatest fights. Go down. I want to see the greatest fights go down before I perish. And you guys are taking up my time. Please provide <laughs> with the greatest fights of all time. I tell you, sound like he's like ninety years old, bro. You know? Yeah, let him cook. It messes me out because I want this fight now, but they want us to wait like three, four years. No, I want it today, tomorrow. I want it tomorrow. You guys are fighting. And yeah, prime, but y'all don't want to fight each other. Come on, stop wasting our time. Because what we do, what we give to y'all, we give y'all our money, our, our support, our attention, everything. But y'all don't want to give us the best fights we deserve. The fans uh, need this. We want Ryan versus Davis. Um, just asking. You think Ryan Garcia is in his prime right now? No, but we want to see Ryan versus Javante. He was talking that mess. And I want to see it. I want to see it go down. I want to see Ryan back that up. I don't want to see Ryan fight Javante when Javante's 35 and Ryan's 29. I want to see him fight right now when they're young and in their primes, when they're fresh, they're wolves out the, out, 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 off the leash. That's it. Wolves off the leash. Right, hey, listen, man. Um, <clears throat> I'm sick of this, to be honest with you. Uh, to me, this is nothing but a ploy to satisfy a base. And that's what we have now. We have in boxing uh, two fighters who people want to see fight. Like Trill wants to see them fight. I want to see them fight. But there's a difference between wanting to see them fight and believing that they actually will fight. And when I see a string of tweets like the one I saw from Oscar De La Hoya, it leads me to believe that they will not fight. I'm going to explain to you why. A mandatory rematch clause, that's your holdup? A mandatory rematch clause. That's the holdup. Oh, and now the A side should get to pick all types of. Oh, if Ryan beats them, then they, we should get control and we should be the A side, and that's the way it is. Really? Okay, so you should tell that to Alexander Usyk. Then you should tell that to Andy Ruiz. Then you should tell that to Tyson Fury. Then Devin Haney. Tell that to Devin the Dream Haney. Tell it to all these men who believe in themselves enough to say, I'll give you all that. Because I'm going to do it twice and I'm out of there. And they did that. All this tells me is that Ryan isn't confident enough in his ability to beat Tank twice. Or even once. But the mandatory, that's what's stopping you, cuz. 
Yo, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of these mandatories. I think the only way you should get a rematch is if the fight ends in a close decision. So when they draw up contracts, I think they should say if the fight ends in a close decision, and you can you can you can put in a contract seven to five, eight to four, whatever you want. If the fight ends in that, automatic rematch. Otherwise, I think winners should take all. Because unless it ends in a close rematch, it's highly unlikely the result's going to change, right? It's like if you take an, if you take a standardized test and like you you score solo, like I mean, if you score like solo, you in like the ten, you score solo, it's highly unlikely you'll pass. There's no need for you. You you can waste all your money trying to. You're never going to pass that test. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I don't, I'm not the type of person because I encourage people. But at some point, he's not going to accomplish that feat. Like if you're if you're in your lifetime, if you think you want your goal is to squat a thousand pounds, and once you're at the age where you're you're gonna hit the decline and you're only squatting 300, I hate to be yo, and there's nothing wrong with squatting 300. You just ain't never hitting that thousand. <laughs> 300 is a good number though. You know what I mean? And you could, you could at that point, you can start taking all the extra help you want. You never hit a thousand, so don't waste your time. You understand? Um, and the point that I'm getting at is, like, if you believe genuinely in your heart that you're gonna do this, you can beat Javante Tank Davis. Then do it. Take the fight. Sign, sign the contract. Say, listen, I got him. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna beat him twice. But if you don't believe it, and and you just cap it, this is what you do. You come out here and you say, oh, the fight. We were in negotiations, but it never happened because he wanted a mandatory rematch. And 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 we wanted to be the A side, and he wouldn't do it. But we all seen Usyk do it. We seen Tyson Fury do it. We seen Devin Haney do it. We've seen so many fighters do it now that that's just that's just a cop out, Oscar. And 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 I'll say the same thing to uh to Javante. The same way I said to everyone else. If you can't, if if he beats you in a blowout fight, it's highly unlikely you're gonna change the the result. Highly unlikely. I don't even want to see it again. So let's say Ryan goes out there and he knocks Javante Tank Davis out in four rounds. Would I want to see a rematch? No. Would Tank deserve a rematch? No. He got it in his claws, right? A mandatory rematch. But the world's not going to want to see it. The world's not going to want to see it. So at that point, maybe you can renegotiate. But the point is get that man in the ring and do what you got to do. That's what Andy Ruiz did with Anthony Joshua. Andy Ruiz knocked out Anthony Joshua and then renegotiated the terms later. Just get the man in the ring and win. Do what you got to do. But, but all this talking, it just it reminds me of another fight where two bases are, are at odds with one another and they go on social media and say, you see, he doesn't want to do this. You see, he doesn't want to do that. And then the fans just go back and blame the other guy. It takes two people to make a fight. So if Ryan and, and Oscar De La Hoya don't make this fight in the mandatory Rematch is the reason they never wanted this fight in the first place. 
The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros, um, a comments made by Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant actually broke down David Benavidez's best attributes. Um, and we're seven weeks out for the fight, so I'm going to show you a picture that was posted showing the physiques of both fighters. It says, you know, Caleb Plant, David Benavidez, seven weeks out. And you see fighters in camp training, working hard. All right. And now we're going to go to uh, Caleb Plant speaking on the best attributes of uh, David Benavidez. And then what, what would you say his best attribute that you have to worry about? Uh, probably the biggest titties he got. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What, what would you say his best attribute that you have to worry about? Uh, probably the big titties he got. <laughs> yo, like he says it with a straight face, yo. This dude's bad. Where's my bro at, yo, Trill? <laughs> you at, yo? That shit was hilarious. <laughs> Yo, Trip, what's your reaction to what Caleb had to say? <laughs> I mean... On some people, those are great attributes to have. You know, <laughs> you know uh, Caleb. Caleb. <laughs> now I know why they don't like you, Caleb. That's <laughs> <laughs> why you don't want to be friends with you, Caleb. <laughs> if you wanted to know the reason why David Benavidez doesn't like you, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think y'all even gonna shake hands after the fight. If I don't, you know what I'm saying? That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Conspiracy. Yeah, this is just another example that proves that Caleb Plant is an A one A hole. He said it with such a calm face. That's like, yo, man, this dude. It's, it's, <laughs> It's just back to back to back to back petty antics coming out of Caleb Plant. Like all of this is just, is just I don't know, man. Yo, David, please. Yo, G, you're absolutely right. That's what makes it worse, G, is <laughs> that he's doing it with a straight face. That's what I'm saying. That's the what makes time. it so disrespectful. You so like, the coke, you like, I did it on weight without coke. In coke, free. Like, yo, come on, man. Dude told my his, 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 his boobs and stuff, man. This dude wilding, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so to me, your Benavidez, listen, don't even internalize none of that. Or if you do, please, man, use it in a positive way. Like, negative energy could be channeled in the right way. But if he's living in your mind rent free, man, this is going to be a problem. So, he got condos in that boy's head. <laughs> yeah, I just hope he don't internalize it, man. Like, and Caleb Plant, I'm telling you, the, the his demeanor is so calm. He knows what he's doing. You know, like he's trying to show, like, yo, you're not a threat. I'm so calm 
that's just like you're nothing to me. And you know what I mean, and that's trying to like eat at Benavidez. And it's a good strategy, you know, like, you know, well done to Caleb Plant, man. But, bro, I, for, I hey, man, listen, Caleb, just don't get knocked out, man. You know what I'm saying? Because it's looking like it's going to be bad for somebody. One of them is going to be bad for him. And this is a good fight, man, because the trash talking is A1. So keep it up. All right, TVE. Right, I'm going to go off a tangent real quick. When Canelo lost to Floyd, <laughs> he showed, if you lose to the best, you can't lose to nothing less. You feel me? You can't lose to nothing less. You got to show that you understand the student, you're a student in the game. And yes, he lost to Bavar, but that's that's here, dude. That's like, you know, he was on, he was in a different game mode. He was like, I'm gaining weight. I'm on my size up. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight everybody in the gym. And you know, he, he had he, he he used the wrong strategy. That's all it is. He used the wrong strategy, but that's it. But play it. You lost to Canelo, the best of the best. You can't lose to nothing less. And if they ain't can on Canelo's level, you gotta show fighting Canelo taught you a lesson that can make you a better fighter. And if you lose to Benavidez, you got to retire. I ain't, oh, you don't even show up in the ring no more. You got to retire. Yeah, like, this yeah, sh- God. You're doing good, TB, to the retirement part. <laughs> you got to. You think TB is about to serve something nice? He I'm about to invite you. What you guys think? You He got the mashed potatoes. And then he puts the ketchup on the mashed potatoes. <laughs> but ketchup on mashed potatoes. Jelly jelly jelly. I, I, I eat ketchup and mac and cheese, yo. It's, it's fire. It's a delicious. It's a, it's, a, it's, a deli- it's a delicacy to some of us. Depravity. <laughs> That's I can think of. Wait, G, you have something to say to uh, TV? Nah, I, I feel like I'm wasting words now. But anyways, Ned, you do know. <laughs> That Canelo doesn't even want to fight David Benavidez. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yo, G, get out of here. Get, get this mic off. Hold on. Get this mic off. Listen, yo, G. Hold on. Stop the cat. Stop the cat. saying stuff that's not true. said it himself. He don't want to fight him. Cut his mic off. What? Kaden, cut his mic off. Cut my mic off. He's talking reckless. He's talking reckless. Yo, what you talking about? Yo, you know how many times news reporters asked Canelo, why don't you fight David Benavides? And Canelo's like, I don't want to fight a Mexican. There's no other Mexican you could be talking about other than David Benavides. So how can you say, yo, if you lose Canelo, you can't lose really David Benavides? What? This G ain't nothing. Yeah, you don't you don't want to witness the brutality, G. This yo, is that mess. Yo, you with, with this, this, no, no, matter of fact, let me take with one. We're gonna be that struggle G. with mediocre talent. This is G. Yo, man, yeah. this, this is G. 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 You acting like Benavides is is God's blessing to this earth, and Benavides ain't fought nobody since because they all Benavides. Because they all shook, right? No, Benavides. They're been away taking care taking care of himself. Stuck. All right, I ain't gonna get into the mess. I ain't gonna bring it up the mess. Is he problem free? That's all I want to know. Is he problem know. free, G? Yeah. He's clean. Nose he's is clean. clean. Yeah. He don't wait. He's clean. I, for some reason, yeah. I, I see Caleb yeah. in shape, but your man. Yeah. Watch your mouth. Benavidez is in is in his shape. 
<laughs> his shape, that's the equivalent of a six pack right there, son. That's a six pack with titties and all. That's a yeah. six pack right there, son. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Don't sleep. Besides, you violate your boy. What's up? What's up, Trill? No, 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 no. I was just gonna, you know, say something about my man Saul, but I didn't want to. Want to say anything has already been said, you yeah, know. What yeah, sure like, no, he said was the truth. No, you know of course, you know, say he doesn't want to fight anybody that doesn't have anything to offer. Yeah, He's absolutely right. And Benavides has absolutely and nothing to offer. Canelo's out there chasing greatness, and you know, David Benavides wants to be on that level. He doesn't have anything to offer him, not a belt, not not nothing, you know. So let him go in here and dance with Caleb Plant. Then he can talk about uh, the great Saul, who's over here chasing mm-hmm. great. Right now, okay. you got a plant-based diet that you have to deal with, and it's going to be tough to swallow. Yeah, it's going to be easy. Oh, yeah, boy. She's going to get the run. All right, yo. Whose turn was it? It don't even matter. It's with me now. Yeah. yeah. Look, I don't really have much to say about it. I thought it was funny, and that's what happens. But this is the type of energy you bring. Now, you want to sit there and say that uh, Caleb Plant's been out of pocket. Caleb's been being Caleb. But there is this thing called matching someone's energy. That's around the time that they went and they they touched up the cameraman, touched up uh, Caleb's cameraman. Like, you know, Caleb guys on YouTube channel where he's doing his own little um, kind of 24-7 um, all-access type of deal. And they ran up and they touched up his cameraman. So what do you want him to say? You saw the uh, press conference where they're calling him the P word. So what's worse? He's calling him the P word. He said he got titties. One is true. One of these statements is not like the other. One of them statements was true. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, G, come back on camera. Yo, you good, G? Uh, I don't condone none of this. You don't condone nothing? I'm not the one who said it. So what's the deal? Yo, 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 just remember this. When 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 Neymar Benavidez takes heads off, y'all were warned. You know what I'm saying? Just remember that. Just remember that. You know oh, you want to bring up the Coco? They call him the Coco Man. Yeah. They call him the Coco Man. Caleb Plant need to come out to, oh I'm in love with the Coco Man. You got to come out with that. All he got to come out with, you got me lifted, gifted, and yep. so gifted. Yep. So now, oh, all he got to come out to, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Oh, Coco, man, is sniffy, man. Yeah, that called him the sniff demon. Yo, that's bad rude, son. That called him the sniff demon. Yo, all I'm saying is, when all is said and done, and I'm gonna I'm I'm reel it back in and be real. Um, no jokes. This is gonna be a hell of a fight. If you're a casual and you're looking for a fight to tune into or a fight to support, this is the one. May 25th, Showtime pay per view. Caleb Plant, David Benavidez. The bad blood is real, as you can see. Like, he ain't even cracking jokes making those statements. David Benavidez, they, I'm telling you, any. With, with fights like this, where you have two intelligent fighters, it can go it can go to distance. They both know how to survive, but I don't think they're going in there for that. I think they want what they want bragging rights. They want to knock each other out. I don't. I think Caleb can knock out uh, David Benavidez, and we'll get into why 
uh, in the next segment. But David Benavidez certainly can knock out Caleb Plant, and I know he wants to. So this is a fight that you should not miss. The last topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros, a comment made by a sparring partner um, who said that Plant is in Benavidez's head. But this sparring partner also gives an account of his experience sparring both Plant and Benavidez. Let's take a listen. The last time I sparred Caleb, Caleb dropped me. With an off, with a right hand, it was hard as hell. Like, but I just got out of jail. I wasn't training that much, so like, I wasn't myself. So I can't get from that to that fully because I wasn't me 100. That being said, me and David went to war. Me and David have like round, like over 100 rounds of sparring. Like we trained, we trained for like two camps. So that boy's a beast, bro. He keeps coming. He a dog. I just don't like his his energy. Right now, because he's really, he really don't fuck him, so he's really mad. I feel like that energy is gonna affect his style. Because typically, he's not really like that. He just be chilling. When he beats, he he a dog naturally. I've never seen him fight mad, so like I don't know if that's gonna affect him. Like I feel like Caleb's kind of in his head. I see him posting little taunts and stuff. So like that could affect his performance. We don't understand that. Like you're your best when you're most relaxed. So that's a uh, Dennis Douglas. That's what uh, he had to say about it. He said he sparred hundreds of rounds with Benavidez and he could never knock him down. But Caleb dropped him with a straight right and he said it was hard as hell. All right, Conspiracy, what's your reaction to all that? He also said that plants in his head and you heard it. What's your reaction to it? Man, he discredited himself. He said, I just got out of prison. <laughs> so... No, talk like yeah, he wasn't in training shape. You know yeah, what I'm it don't count. It don't yeah, count. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. He wasn't even fighting in shape. He wasn't even fighting shape. So yeah, landed a punch. Well, man, nah, it don't count. He disqualified himself when he was talking. So he he, he means nothing. It sounded cute. What about uh the fact that he said that plants in your boy Benavidez head? Okay. What that mean? All right. That's, that's what we got from the yeah, What that mean? Don't mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> don't mean nothing. <laughs> what that mean? It mean that your boy might go to sleep, but hey. Yo, listen. I told you. Yo, him. it's not the first time someone's saying that Caleb Plant hits harder than Benavidez. It's out there. You can go look it up for yourself. Karan Davis said Benavidez is not that good. Just saying to you. Yo, bro. mad people be hating, bro. That's what they do, man. Are they hating or are they just telling the truth? It sound like they, please. Because we can find a whole bunch of people that say, wow, that hits harder than AJ. But we be like, yo, that don't matter, right? So I'm going to say it don't matter. It don't matter. I'm going to say it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? First Wait, of all, right? it's Easter Saturday, yo. That's all I'm saying. First of all, yeah. up on the cross. Dude, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right, get it back to this. I've always told you, whoever someone says is the hardest puncher is the person who landed on them the cleanest. That's who hits the hardest. So it's mm-hmm. evident that Caleb Plant was able to land a clean right hand that dropped uh, Dennis Douglas. But that's what I've been trying to tell you from the jump. Caleb Plant is a sharp shooter. And Benavidez yeah, is fresh the, out of prison. 
It don't necessarily is an accumulation of punishment type of fighter. Yep, exactly. And there's a difference. Caleb Plant hits harder with a single shot. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But it is what it is. Um, you know what I'm gonna say. Listen, shout out to the young man. He's the one that leaked the footage of him being dropped. So you know what I'm saying. Oh, he leaked it himself? Yeah, I don't have no 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 calls of that. He's just showing, you know, what it is, talking about what happened or whatever. But um <laughs> You ain't gonna rat on me if I rat <laughs> on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, um, now I, what I get out of that sparring session, the only thing is the professionalism from Caleb. Once he dropped him, it was no jarring. He knew what it was. He knew that this was just sparring. And he walked right over to his corner man to get some water and let the kid recover. He didn't stand over him, talk no mess. You know, that's what I got from that sparring session, if anything. You know, uh, it, to, to your question, bro, you was asking... Do I think that, uh, oh, with the spar partner says that he think that uh, Clint is in Benavidez's head? Yeah. He got condos in that boy's head. You know? Definitely living in there. Rent free, got a pool in there, everything, you know? And I think that it, it's true. We have seen this before in the history of boxing. If you use your anger and you're coming out there and you're not being yourself and you're fueled by anger, you can mess around and get caught by something. Or you can come out there and be so angry that you get yourself tired. You know? So there's a lot to what you were saying, too, bro, about... You uh, get all that man just... Yeah. And get caught with something. And it's the same way as, as we've seen with Anthony Durrell. Durrell was coming forward. He was trying to be the aggressor. And he was trying to attack Caleb Plant. And Caleb Plant hit him with a good counter shot and put him down. You know, um, I think the same thing can happen to David Benavidez if he's not focused. Yes, he's a volume uh, puncher. That's what he does. Accumulation of punches. That's how he punishment. That's how he usually gets a fighter out there. Now, say if he's coming forward and he's doing these barrages of punches where he usually does and he gets caught in the exchange. What happens then? I think this is more of a 50-50 fight than anybody is saying. It's really hard for me to really pick a side yet because I see the both sides of everybody. I think one of the great things, attributes that David Benavidez has is that he does come forward and he throws a lot of punches, right? You know, um, and, 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 and it could affect, that's what this always said about Caleb. When, he, when this first came up, I said, I don't know if Caleb's face can handle what David Benavides does. Even with the Canelo fight, I said, I don't know if his face can handle. And his face couldn't handle, didn't. But he also has the skills. And did he learn something, like the TBE was mentioning earlier? Did he learn something from the great Canelo that he can implement against a David Benavides? I think he can. And I think he did. Because he showed he was a different fighter. Um... Look, this is going to be a great fight. You don't want to miss it. March 25th, it is going down. And I think that um, both fighters are going to come there and they're going to give it their all. And one's just going to prove that they're a class above the rest. Let the best man win. TV. Listen, 
a lot has gone on in the past few moments we just went through. But I would say this. Plant, you got that, boy. You know what it is. And I don't know what's going on with Benavides. I'm, I'm getting a phone call, but I'm going to ignore it. Record. It's, 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 it just it knocks me off my concentration. But Plant, you know what you got to do. You know what you got to get into. You got to take care of business. You got to come in there and show them what it is like. You look, he, if someone in love with the cocoa, you the cocoa plant, you the cocoa farm, yo. You feel what I'm saying? And you got, you got, you got the hooks in them. That's all I'm saying. You got your hooks in them. But Benavides, Benavides, lose some weight, man. Cause what, 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 what we saw last week, man, it's crazy. But, <laughs> I'm just saying, get it, get it, get a better nutrition. That's all I'm saying. If you want to be a boxer, look like a boxer. You feel me? You know, you know, like Tyson Fury. Only, only exemplary of the rule is Tyson. you just say look like Tyson Fury. I said, exemplary exemption from the rule is Tyson Fury. Yeah, I saw it. Tyson Fury in a different league. But Benavidez, if you're going to hang with the big boys, you can't be a big boy. <laughs> Shout out to Danny Benavidez. I love this fight. I love that animosity. He struggled with uh, weight as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know how he had to cut weight. And he was able to, uh, you know. Lose weight and all that other stuff. I know, I know, I had to cut weight, but yeah, um, Benavides. <laughs> Why y'all, yo, G, what, fix your face. You talk your mess all day. I'm just talking my mess right now. You know, this is it. This is the last segment. I'm gonna go all out. But I'm gonna say this: the sparring partner that fought plant, he said, you know. I, it's, it's more of I, I you you can't live in somebody's head until you realize somebody until the fight happens you can understand who 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 owns who, but I think this is an even fight down the middle, but I still put my money on Plant because Benavidez hasn't fought anybody of this like who's fought anybody at this type of caliber, or who's he's not he's never been in a war, so I feel. From players lost from Canelo, when you lose to the best, you can't lose nothing less. And if he loses to something like this, you you gotta retire. That's it. You gotta hang up your jersey. You gotta put your gloves on a fucking. Uh, you gotta put your gloves on the telephone wire and just call it a day, man. Because after this, it's just downhill from there. But that's it. Um, <clears throat> psychological warfare, people try to get in other people's heads in different ways. If you look at Andy Ruiz, for example, when he dealt with Anthony Joshua, he was very nice. He pretended like he was in awe of Anthony Joshua, like, oh, my God, those are your belts. Can I hold them? And then as soon as it <laughs> went in there, take his head off, right? And then you have guys like Tyson Fury who, you know, sometimes he's self-loathing and self-deprecating and he'll, he'll diminish himself, he'll big up his opponent. And then there are times when Fury will straight tell you, like, yo, He's garbage, and if I can't beat him, I'm garbage. Like, people go about it in different ways. 
what I noticed in this fight is Caleb Plant has chosen the psychological warfare of picking at David Benavidez in securities in all ways. Uh, the fact that he missed weight, the fact that he tested positive for a drug test, and the fact that he struggled with weight issues when he was a kid. Everything that Caleb Plant is saying is calculated. And for me, it's all to run David Benavidez into that one shot, one shot that changes the fight. And it's up to David Benavidez to keep a cool head, which he hasn't shown the ability to do thus far. When you look at the press conference, even before the press conference, when you look at them running up on Caleb playing in the gym, when you look at the press conference, when you see uh, what they, what, uh, how David Benavidez is reacting when the cameras aren't on, and, uh, and this is according to his family, and you look at his family, how his family's reacted to Caleb Plant even. Caleb Plant is planting seeds, and he's doing what he needs to do to take Benavidez off his game. This is psychological warfare. I do not think that Caleb Plant has crossed the line yet, although I do believe he's talking about sensitive things. Yes, Someone battling drug addiction is sensitive, but you have to remember that same person battling drug addiction is going to try to take his head off on March 25th. The same person who struggled with weight issues as a kid is going to try to take his head off on March 25th. So he is using those things against David Benavidez. It's up to David Benavidez to be psychologically strong enough to not let that penetrate his mind. Because if he doesn't, He's going to be just like if, – if he does, he's going to be just like Doug uh, uh, Dennis D- Douglin. He's going to be just like Dennis Douglin. Like, yeah, he hit me with a right hand, and it was hard as hell, and it knocked me out. Because the difference between David Benavidez and Caleb Plant is Caleb, one shot, so accurate, and timing. He can knock you out with that. David Benavidez knocks his fighters out with accumulation of punishment. He's not the one-shot hard puncher that everyone like everyone calls him a monster because you see overmatched opponents cowering in the corner as he stands there and just throws punches when they're not returning fire. Caleb Plant is going to return fire, and we're going to see how David Benavidez deals with that. So I'll close by saying this. I think the sparring partners is giving us more of what we already know. Caleb Plant's a sharp puncher, and he's in David Benavidez's head. And if that continues, man, I'm telling you, I see a knockout win for Caleb Plant. Let us know how you feel in the comment section. Please like and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. And please check out our podcast on all major streaming services. I'm the commissioner, Trail Dollar Bill. That's the TBE. That's G. That's Katie. We are the Boxing Bros. Thank you for rocking with us. Yeah.